today, what I'm bringing to the table is November 1997 issue of Seventeen magazine. For a little nice. bit of context, what was happening November 1997? Uh, Elton John's "Candle in the Wind" 1997 and "Something About the Way You Look Tonight" were both the chart toppers at the moment. Some notable video games that came out were Kirby's Dreamland 3 and Bomberman 64, both games I was uh, pretty fond of. The popular Diddy Kong Racing, Crash Bandicoot 2. Give you some context of where we were at societally and on the evolutionary chain and whatnot. That's where humans were at in 1997 in November. We're all gearing up to uh, starting to behave better because Christmas is around the corner. Do you have any particular recollections of uh, 97 in general? So I would have been in sixth grade. It would have been the first part of the year. That was a rough year for my family, not to get dark. A family friend died, and then a cousin died, and then a great-grandmother died, and I just remember, I don't know, it was just not a happy year for my family, but I do remember in sixth grade having the opportunity to meet new people and make new friends that I didn't go to elementary school with. I mean, overall, despite my home life being rough just because my parents were dealing with, you know, tragic losses, truly... I remember sixth grade being a pretty decent year for me. That was the year Titanic came out. That was the year I was listening to a lot of Spice Girls. It's one of those eras of my life that if I close my eyes, I can smell it and feel it. Like it had a smell. It had a vibe to it. It was a very, very poignant time in my life. I tend to prefer earlier 90s myself, but I do remember 97 being like a vintage. Uh, Yeah, that was a that was a good year culturally that was a good year so yeah. hopefully this is a good uh good 17 magazine the uh <laughs> the cover uh, apparently 17 magazine had a get discovered model contest which i'm not even gonna start on what a racket that is yeah we just um, got started greg <laughs> i'm gonna start on a bunch of stuff but what a racket uh and so this has uh you've never heard of her because she's an uh, this is her debut she discovered came in through this contest but lydia hull who is posing with cover posing person uh matt king who nearest i can tell is just a man who's on covers of things he I hope you get this reference i'm confident most of our listeners will he looks like beautiful squidward from that episode of spongebob where Squidward gets turned beautiful by a shoe falling out of the sky and hitting him on the head. Yeah. All right, can you ju- do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matt King looks like that exactly. <laughs> um, okay. There's a Bible story where Samson uh, kills a whole bunch of Philistines by using the jawbone of a donkey as a weapon. And I'm picturing, as a kid, I always pictured that jawbone as being uh, Matt King's jawbone. This man has a jawbone you could kill some Philistines with. But other than that, he seems he's apparently pretty inconsequential. The first thing you have is meet Matt. This is where you get to meet Matt King. It's incredibly boring. I'm not going to read to you because it's very boring. It's all just, what do you like to do? Uh, long walks on the beach. It's He's very boring. The next page, <laughs> I'm not going to go over every ad, but some of these I like. I do like the ads for clothes that didn't really catch on. I think that's kind of fun, almost like an alternate reality. This is one of those. The brand is called Art, like T-A-R-T, which I think is a bad, funny name for a girl's clothing line. And then their tagline is, you want to, so wear it. I feel like that's, that means like you want to get fingered, so wear this dress, right? Like Yeah, probably. <laughs> the letters page in this one's, whack it's all thank you for writing the article i agree with it you are all good people 
Uh, they do have some drawings which people send in that are all just drawings of kind of fashion model drawings. Uh, again, I'm, I'm an illustrator by trade. I am, have lots to say about people's illustrations. The, there's four of them. The first one looks like a Kathy comic, but they're two women reading Seventeen magazine. The next one is cute. It looks like a Precious Moments doll kind of. But then the next one, I would have totally been crushing on this girl if I knew her at the time because this is a heavily manga inspired drawing. I was super into manga back then, but it was probably a decade and a half away from entering mainstream. But that surprised me to see a eighteen uh, girl trying to do anime. I will mention this this ad next to it also says if all women were the same we'd only make one kind of facial hair bleach which i think is funny goodbye uh, yeah like i like the implication that's a universal need every woman has is facial hair bleach obviously you're a woman there are certain like that's i wish i had that level of confidence to be like well you all get in line there's enough facial hair bleach for every woman since you all need it <laughs> I'm going to read you an ad and I'm going to take out the product name and I want you to try to guess what the ad is for. Full page ad has a picture of three girls hugging and laughing. Full page copy says, I'm so excited about going off to college, except for one thing, leaving my sisters. I can't remember ever being without them, but they gave me a boop for Christmas. And after filling it with years of memory, I realized something. No matter how far away I go, my sisters will always be right there with me. What do you think that's an ad for? diary or a planner or something no body glitter a tampon i don't freaking know magazine ads are weird i give up all ads are weird. don't get me started on advertising it's a plague on society it's an ad for lane brand cedar chests they're like old-timey wooden chests yeah, like I know what they songs. are, but okay. did we do that in the 90s? I feel like that's like an <laughs> old-timey... Like, that's something I'm not even joking. My grandmother and I were talking on the phone the other day, and she was talking about them. Really? See, I wasn't... The brand name didn't ring a bell to me. I, I thought the idea was amusing that teenage girls are giving each other furniture. Like, is this Animal Crossing? Like, I don't remember that ever being a thing. No, I was a teenage girl once in my life, and we were never exchanging furniture, I can tell you no, that. No one ever gave you a large cedar chest that it would take two adult men to move? No, I mean, my husband and I bought one in the past year to keep blankets in, but we are... <laughs> We're suburban, married, boring homeowners that wanted a place to put blankets that the dogs couldn't get their hair on. I mean, that's <laughs> that was not on my radar as a teenager, no. I also like the concept of you're taking this big wooden chest full of crap with you to college. That's definitely one to leave at home with, with mom and dad. But yeah. I thought that was amusing. Your roommate is going to get drunk and throw up on that thing. <laughs> like, don't take that with you. Keep that, keep that away from your drunk roommate, please. All right. So then we come to uh, Trauma Rama, and it's, uh, it's embarrassing stories. These are really tame. I'm going to read you one of them just to, uh, just to point out how tame these are. This one is Blade Bummer. Get it? Because bum, but having just switched schools made it hard for me to find new friends. So I was stoked when the hottest guy in school, Doubt, asked me to go rollerblading, capitalized rollerblading with him and his friends. I couldn't skate very well, but I went anyway. After an hour, I had gotten the hang of it. He took my hand and we skated together. We were blading around the rink smoothly until he tried to kiss me. I lost my balance, tripped over his inline skates, and toppled to the ground. 
Then he lost his balance and fell on top of me. We both got up and laughed about it, but he never did kiss me that night. Problematic, but also you fell roller skating. Kind of part of roller skating is falling. Yeah, gravity is a thing. I don't know. I, I think it's really easy for me to say that's not a big deal now, but I think if I was a teenager, I probably would be embarrassed. But they both laughed about it. You know, it would be one thing if he was like, wow, you suck and like skated away. They both laughed about it and moved on. I'm annoyed how boring these are, especially considering they're all clearly made up. They're all just that. I was hoping I could get you to share an embarrassing story from when you were a kid. I bet you could beat these. I think I was probably about 17 or 18. I was in an outdoor Battle of the Bands event with a guy that I was really into. You will remember this guy when I say his name because you and I have talked about this. I had a huge crush on that guy, Justin. So we went there together as friends. Like we went there together. We were meeting up with other friends. We're walking, looking for our friends that we were going to meet up with there. And it was the first like nice warm day of the year. And I had on flip flops. They were fucking leopard print or some shit because (laughs) that. And so I'm walking with Justin. We're talking and laughing. And I'm like, God, I wish you could be my boyfriend, but nothing is right. And I'm walking in my cute little flip flops and my cute sparkly earrings. And I felt cute. So there's a band playing. It's kind of in the background. It's loud. There's a bunch of people there. We're walking and my flip-flop gets caught on something. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's annoying. And I, God forbid, I grew up reading these teen magazines, so you can't fall in front of a boy. You may as well just, you know, crawl into a hole. Yeah, exactly. Change schools, change your name, witness protection, the whole deal. So I can't fall in front of a guy. That's just atrocious. So I kind of shake whatever it was off of my flip-flop, and then I keep walking. Well, the second my foot hit the ground again, the entire band and everything goes completely quiet. I had tripped and caught my foot on an extension cord that was plugged to all the amps. (laughs) I mean, I did. I mean, this was an outdoor local concert, so literally everybody stopped and stared at me, and I was just like... So it was obvious? It was apparent that it was you? Had um, Was it apparent what you had... Oh my god, that is... No, I'm gonna say that's the only reason that's not new city, new name, facial reconstructive surgery is it's kind of their fault for having words exposed like it's it's yeah. very much their fault especially like a flip-flop catching on that's that's a foreseeable thing right if it weren't for that that would be pretty top tier mortifying i think yeah i think you have every right to be embarrassed by that even if it's completely neutral attention that many people like literally like the record skip the music stop that's pretty intense no yeah so what happened <laughs> um I didn't realize that it was me. Like, I think I was just so enamored with, you know, being within three feet of Justin on a nice sunny day that my brain was just too befuddled to put two and two together. I was like, oh, I tripped on a a stick or whatever. And then some dude ran up behind me, like right behind where my foot just was and plugged it back in and the band just kept playing. (laughs) And then I realized it. So I walked really fucking fast because I was, because we were right near the stage. And everyone would have noticed too, seeing somebody, some band geek run out and plug it in would have drawn all the attention. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was definitely one of those moments where I was like, oh shit, because we were walking, they were playing in a pavilion and he and I were walking and like in front of the pavilion where they were playing 
to get to the other side of the pavilion where our friends said that they were going to meet us. And so, I mean, the whole crowd, everybody could see me and see that it was me and my animal print flip-flop. So, oops. That is fantastic. That is better than (laughs) any of the stories in here. Uh, I got one to throw in that happens to be falling on your bum related. This is a little odd just because, like I said, I really don't embarrass, but I think this, I caused something to happen to someone else. So I felt embarrassed. I started going to a a new school that was very shady and very small. The entire high school had 40 kids in it. It was a super religious, borderline culty school that was established in an abandoned sewing machine factory. Found out later was not accredited. And so we had uh, had an event, which was again, about 40 kids. It was a K-12 school, but I didn't interact with it. The entire high school was about 40 kids. And uh, because it was cheap, everybody pick up your chair from your desk and bring it out and put them in, uh, you know, put them in rows, which was a pretty, you know, it was a routine thing. And so I'm in the back row towards the back, set my chair up, sit down, and some of the older grades are going to put the row in front of us. I fall asleep immediately. In hindsight, he was clearly sick, but I used to fall asleep like any chance I got instantly. But I also used to do this thing where I would, uh, I used to have like sleepwalking issues, but it wasn't just get up and do something funny sleepwalking. I would often act as if I was awake, like stay seated or lying down. But then like my hands or like my, my upper torso would go through motions of just opening a fridge or whatever. It's a funny visual. If you just imagine me, my big dumbass just thinking he's like playing tennis or something in a chair but he's asleep it's pretty funny but when you're a teenager and you look over and there's a teenager the size of a freight train sitting next to you and his eyes are closed but he's open he's like miming like a refrigerator opening or something (laughs) it's terrifying yeah. And nobody knew what was going on, but I did that pretty frequently, but I just started at this school. And so no one knew that I'm asleep in my own world doing whatever. And the other kids start putting their chairs in front of us in the row in front of us. And the one kid in front of me, I think his name was Matt. He was a, a senior. I would have been a sophomore and he was very popular. And for being like, he was a, I, I didn't know him at the time. This was literally, I think my first day or maybe my second. So none of this that's regular is like regular to me yet. He puts his chair down in front of me, which half wakes me up. And I completely autonomously, no thought, put my feet in front of his chair and yank it away. And oh, do it right no. as he's sitting down, oh, no. which like like a mean bully prank, except I literally did it in my sleep. And he fell back, completely wiped out on the ground, but then crashed into me. I think that was the, the largest amount of people I've ever startled at one time, but it startled <laughs> everybody. He hit the ground, but kind of fell in my lap. And this is how I'm waking up. It was really confusing. And I, of course, woke up with a startle and was like ready to fight people and probably assumed a bad karate pose on instinct. <laughs> but I, that one mortified me, I think, because... If I was the one that fell, I would have like, whatever. But I think because I made this kid who was really, he like brushed it off. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm weird. Hi, nice to meet you. It also made me look like such a jerk. That's okay. That's rough, dude. That's so rough. these stories are all terrible is my point. All right. So I'm going to read this one story. I'm going to read it verbatim, but I'm going to read it in my own style. Let's try to jazz it up a little bit. Uh, I will say this is entitled Ski Bum. 
My first time skiing was on a church trip with all my friends. Boy, did I mess up. First, I fell off the ski lift when we were only a foot off the ground. It was way embarrassing. Then, once we got to the top of the slope, my ski fell off before I even went anywhere. My friends were halfway down the mountain before they noticed, waited for them to come back up to help me. Meanwhile, a group of hot snowboarders were laughing at me. When I got my ski back on, I took off down the trail and landed in a dry creek bed. One of the boarders came down after me. As he pulled me out of the creek, he said, I see you finally made it down. Oh, and by the way, nice jump. What he meant was nice fall. Holy shit, I'm so glad I was muted because I was wheezing <laughs> laughing so hard. I don't think I've ever heard you do your spooky voice. I've heard a lot of your voices. That's one that I haven't heard. There's a picture of a girl in Jinko jeans, which I'm not going to get into, but I do have strong feelings about Jinko jeans. I kind of miss them, but I think we're better off as a culture without them. Now we get to the meat of the issue. This is the uh, the modeling contest that resulted in the cover shoot. They had eight cover finalists, and they had eight finalists. Just one got on the cover. And this article is about that and about how disgusting they were when they found them and how they used makeup that you can buy from our sponsors to look pretty. We an article on how to get over your crushes, but it's pretty boring. There is a little blurb here where we have four guys. They dish on when they got spiked by a girl they like, which I didn't know what the hell that meant. Some of these have slang that didn't catch on, which I absolutely love. And I'm going to start saying all the time. These are all mostly chauvinistic and tacky. Jordan 17 says, I don't want to ruin our friendship. I hate that line. I was so mad the last time a girl told me that. I wanted to think it was the truth, but I sort of knew it wasn't. First of all, anyone who's like, I got friend zone. Well, shut the fuck up. At least you have a friend. That's such a childish thing to say. I know he's literally a child. But I hate the quote followed by, I hate that line. Maybe you don't need to hate when a girl says she wants to be friends with you. Mike 18 says, whenever I talked to this one girl, she would turn her head the other way. She would answer, but she was not friendly. I got the picture and I stopped taking up any more of her time. It was a waste of my time as well. Same maybe thing. He should brush his teeth more often and maybe she wouldn't <laughs> turn away. I'm just saying teenage boys can be smelly. I thought that girl seemed cool that some boy is just like bragging about his soccer trophy or whatever. And she just looks the other way and is like, no, I'm listening. Go on. But I like the, uh, it was a waste of my time too. Like really? Cause it sounds like you're just boring poor girls out here. It doesn't seem like that busy. This one is just kind of the wild card. Knox, 22, but it says, I had a crush on this girl for a whole year. She just ignored me. That's the worst diss. She wrote in my yearbook, I'm having a birthday party over the summer and you're invited, but don't wear your birthday suit. <laughs> okay, I, I like that. That's yeah, really that's funny. I, see, that's the best. Is a girl rejected me and I can laugh about it. We got a, a column that is called say what when a guy utters certain words it's hard to know unless you've got serious esp what he really means so until some genius invents an instant guy speak decoder ring get familiar with these few phrases you're an adult you're a married woman i'd like to know how well you can decode what guys actually mean so i'm going to give you what he says you're going to tell me what he means and we'll see how well you can handle guy speak 
All right, game on. Let's do it. I wanted to call you last night, but I couldn't find your number. What did he mean? I didn't want to call you. I'm just making up a pitiful excuse so you'll keep following me around and think I like you even though I don't. Pretty close. There's a little less cynical. They say, I wanted to call you last night, but at the last second I chickened out. I'll, I'll accept both. Hey, I was just about to call you. No, he was playing video games and thinking <laughs> about something else and then remembered you existed because you called him. Yep. I'd love to help you organize your grandmother's garage sale. What does he really mean? I want to finger you later and maybe if I do something boring, you'll put out. Dude, there's much more positive. There says, I'd eat tinfoil for breakfast if it meant I could hang out with you. I probably would have said the same as you, but theirs is cuter. I'm in a very happy, healthy relationship, but I think I was in a lot of iffy relationships um, as a teenager and as an adult. And so I think I'm just a little cynical. (laughs) You're such a great friend. Friends. Yeah, you and I will not kiss anytime soon. No, this one, I had no clue. Did those sleeves come with that jacket or did you buy them separately? What is he trying to say? I'm picturing you naked? Question mark. (laughs) Not even close to what Seventeen Magazine says. They say when a guy says that odd specific phrase he means, do you realize that I'll use absolutely any excuse I can think of to talk to you? Oh, that's cute. I don't know if I buy it or not, but it's cute. Are you going blading with your friends this afternoon? What is he really trying to say? He wants to hang out and he wants to see if she's free or if he can come along. Let's see, flip the script. They're the cynical ones. They say, I hope you're blading with your friends because I've got plans with my boys. Oh, okay. I think that's, yeah, I think that's when you're married for a couple of years and you're like, what you're saying is please go blading with your friends this afternoon. All right, cynical time. I was not flirting with her. Yes, you were. Yeah. Well, what is he really saying? He's not saying, yes, you were. What is he really saying? He's saying, I feel guilty about flirting with her, so I'm going to try to protect my fragile male ego by lying to you to make myself look better. Theirs is a little worse than that. They said, I didn't realize you were watching me. Oh, jeez, that's rough. So you had it right, but you, uh, you made the mistake of assuming any remorse or admittance of wrongdoing. Here we go. This one's a little confusing. Do you like football slash blur slash stamp collecting slash spam? Okay, what? What the fuck? What? I think it's saying, do you like football or any of these other things? Like, do you like, there's a band called Blur that had like one song that I remember hearing in the 2000s. Is that what it's talking about? I guess. I can't even remember which their song was. I just remember that being like kids' dads thought that song was rocking for like a summer. Yeah. But okay. Okay. Yeah. Do I you think like I know football what you mean. or blur or stamp collecting or spam capitalized. So I guess we mean the food. So First when a guy all, comes gross. up to you and says, when a guy comes up to you and says, do you like spam? What's he actually saying? I think he is trying to initiate a conversation with you, but doesn't know how. It's sort of like when you're like, hey, um, do you like weather? Weather's yeah. cool. You got it. They have a please like blur or stamp collecting. All right, last one. I was wrong. Oh, maybe that's his way of saying I'm sorry? You are an amateur cynic because this says in parentheses, ha, fooled you. Guys almost never say that. Oh, shit. Well, that's a little sexist. 
that's a human experience thing. I don't think it's fair to gender that. I was pretty cynical, but took it in a different way. I thought I'm still mad at you, but I really need to get laid. So you were, you were right. I was wrong. Can we please have sex now? We have a, uh, in the totally appealing, appalling boy report. This one just bothers me. Charmy boy. I was chowing down on a bowl of Lucky Charms cereal at my boyfriend's house when he noticed that I was eating only the marshmallows. I told him that the hearts and moons and clovers are my favorite part, even though they're a pain to pick out. A couple of days later, I found a Lucky Charms box on the driver's seat of my car. A note on it said, I love you. I opened the box and it was filled with just marshmallows. I knew that every one of them was handpicked with love. You could run like a psychological profile on you read that to someone and see which thing is awful that they point out first. You know, yeah, so younger Stephanie would have been like, oh, how cute. Adult Stephanie is like, oh my God, I hope he washed his hands before he touched all those marshmallows because, you know, we're living in a pandemic and germaphobes are a thing. Also, that's gross any day. Uh, yeah, diabetes, also, man. Also, have you had Lucky Charms in the last, like, marshmallow cereal is disgusting when you're not five. It's gross. Yeah. yeah. Also, this idiot has some garbage bags now full of marshmallowless Lucky Charms. There's an ad here for a fetish scent, which I feel like is notable for two points. It shows a girl who's basically just spray painted with glitter and her eyes are like orange. It's fun, weird looking makeup. The tagline I thought was really funny. Apply generously to your neck so he can smell the scent as you shake your head no. Oh, boy. First of all, I had that perfume and I loved it and I doused myself in it and probably offended people around me because it smelled really strongly. I thought that was kind of funny and badass that uh, you're adding a scent to rejecting boys. Yeah, so much of these magazines really are about like getting a boyfriend and impressing a boy. So I do kind of like the idea of saying no and moving along. I'm not going to drag you into this confession, but I'm just going to assume some stuff. I'm showing you this vial that the scent comes in. Is that immediately not registered to you as a dildo? Because it's definitely made to serve a purpose after you use the scent. You know, I never thought about it because it was always just like a cool looking perfume bottle. But now that you have said that, I'm never going to be able to unsee it. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm not going to go too much into it, but that is clearly uh, meant to serve a secondary purpose, which is economical, I'll say. <laughs> All right, we have another round of what is this an ad for? Same thing. I'm going to read you the ad. And this one, I don't even need to take out a product name or anything. I'm just going to read this one straight. It features a photo of a close-up of a man's face, and he's kind of given a little attitude. Direction. I don't take them very well. Read the ring. Debate squad. So I can't just accept things without a discussion. I don't have a problem with authority. So when the person in charge is not an authority that we have a problem. What's that an ad for, Stephanie? Maybe it's wooden chest to put your memories in? Definitely not. Oh, it feels like an ad for a weapon or something. It's kind of ominous. It's aggressive for sure. You have any guesses? I'm going to guess it's... Um, oh, shit. I have no clue. Um... I'm going to guess it's like a clothing brand or something that makes people look badass. I have no idea. That's 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 all I got. It's uh, Zales, the diamond store. Class the rings. fuck? Oh my gosh. That's... 
That sounds like a class ring that has a spy laser that's going to kill people or some shit. That was <laughs> ominous. We have uh, another visual medium, but I thought this was interesting. I'm going to go over it quickly. This is uh, the pre- a previous issue. Ask girls to send in drawings of what they imagine uh, women and their bodies will look like in the year 2000. Oh, um, boy. Interesting concept. Yeah, I wish I could have drawn this in the year 97 and see what I would draw because I don't think I had learned anything about what women's bodies looked like till about 2009. So apparently these girls didn't either. Well, the first one is just a pencil drawing of a gymnast. It's pretty good for a teenager. Next, we have a drawing of a woman in like a shame position that what I think happened was they they took a silhouette of a woman, showed it to aliens who have never seen a human before and said, can you take a guess where you would put the muscles on this creature? They said, I guess, but I only have like maybe a minute because the muscle work on here is absolutely insane. Terrifying to look at, but I think it's supposed to be a muscular woman, but she frightens me. We have a drawing of two women that are both about 11 feet tall. This and the, uh, the one is wearing a filthy shirt and the other is wearing a shirt that says gusto on it. This this one looks like if you met an old white man who was really against lesbians because they're going to take over and take our jobs. And then you ask him to draw lesbians. That's what these women would look like. The one literally has a con a concave chest, which is odd. And they are just massive, like Marvel superhero looking. And the other is just a drawing of a girl in a basketball uniform that looks even completely modern. Basketball uniforms haven't changed much, but just says 2000 on it, which I thought was uh, the opposite of creative. But I kind of like that one the most. In the year 2000, did you have a lot of clothes that just had the year listed on them? Definitely not. All right. We've been putting this off forever, but it's quiz time. Quizzes. Are you a procrastinator? I'd like to get your opinion on what you, how you think this is going to go. Do you think of yourself as a procrastinator? I think it depends on what it is. So I think there are certain things that I just want to knock it out, get it done, be done with it. And then there's other things that I will put off embarrassingly long. So what's the thing you put off way too long? Like what's what kind of thing is going to be the worst offender? It's usually boring paperwork shit, like a tax Uh, form, or Mm. I have to somehow hunt down a prehistoric fax machine to send something. I hate that people are like, you have to fax it. Good. Now, thanks for giving me a part-time job this week. Yeah, something like that where it's just, it's extra work. It involves paperwork that I don't feel like doing. And I do a lot of paperwork for work, you know, like where I will have to send a document to a psychiatrist or a teacher or a school counselor or something. And so in my personal life, when somebody's like, I need a copy of your blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I would rather get stabbed, but okay. You know, so that's something I procrastinate. I'm there with you. It's if it's boring, like it's boring and it's never like fill out this paperwork so that something cool happens. It's like because taxes. All right. Your alarm clock goes off at 7 a.m. You A, hit the snooze button every nine minutes until your mom yanks the covers off you, yelling that you'll miss the bus, which usually happens anyway. B, hop out of bed and head for the shower. C, lie in bed for 15 minutes before dragging yourself to the bathroom. 
be, I'm one of those really weird morning people that I will wake up at 6.30 and I will just hop right out of bed and get down to business, which people think I'm insane. That's pretty spot on for me. If you can do it, that's the way to be. All right. Your entire social studies will be based on one Mondo research project. You have the whole quarter to work on it, but your teacher strongly suggests you get cracking ASAP. A, make a schedule with self-imposed deadlines for each stage of the project, research, outline, first, first draft, final draft, to abide by it religiously. B, decide a subject and then look up a few books at the library. C, do nothing. Oh, it's an eternity between now and the due date. You've got plenty of time. Oh, definitely C. I even did that in college and grad school, and somehow I still managed good grades in grad school. I put that shit off to the last minute. I work well under pressure, I guess. Three, the aforementioned research project is due today. You, A, have a head cold because you've been up every night this week working on the stupid paper, which you managed to finish last night. B, completed it last week. Parents proofread it and then put it in a colored plastic folder with the title stamp. C, fake sick. If you can't get it done, you'll just have to whine to your teacher about how stressed you've been. Won't he please push the deadline back? I'm definitely a C for that. Which of the following expressions best describes your philosophy? A, one day at a time. B, why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? Or C, the early bird catches the worm. C, somebody sent me this thing that said there should be a whole personality type around being the person that is the first one awake at a sleepover, and that is so me. All right, this one, serious tonal shift. The love glow that burned so brightly between you and your guy has, as far as you're concerned, seriously dimmed. Is it me or is that a weird, that feels awkward to me. That's a little dramatic. Maybe I'm just thinking through the lens of somebody who's been here for forever, but that, you know, okay, intense. Hey, you promptly have a talk with him, telling him that you think the two of you should go back to being friends. B, obsess about it for a week before writing him a breakup note. Or C, ignore him in the hall, cut your phone conversation short, and stop responding to his notes. If he still doesn't get it, you'll tell your girls to tell his boys that it's over. I'm going to say B, I definitely obsessed over shit, especially in the relationship department. This is not a judgment-free zone, I'm just going to say, and anybody who picks C, I'm going to judge. No one picks C, so we're all safe. The ideal time to do laundry is... A, when every pair of underwear, not to mention the bikini bottoms you wear in emergency, is in the dirty clothes pile. B, on the same day every week. That way washing clothes becomes part of your routine. Or C, when the hamper is full of dirty, continued on page 97, t-shirts, and you're down to the last semi-clean pair of jeans. I'm going to say B. I think laundry is kind of part of my weekly routine at this point. Last weekend, you did it. You got a cute little butterfly tattoo on your shoulder. Your mom's going to freak. You, A, go back and forth with your friends about the best way to brow. You finally tell her when she asks why you've seemed so nervous lately. B, don't say anything. From now on, you'll shower, then emerge from the bathroom fully clothed. You'll tell her after you've left for college. Or C, figure you'll wait until Hanukkah when your cousin comes to visit. She's already shocked the whole family by getting her navel pierced. Told you this was not a judgment-free zone. So I think I'm going to go with A. Also, what's really fucking funny about this is I have a butterfly tattoo on my shoulder that I got when I was 19 or 20. And as I was leaving the tattoo shop, I called my mom and said, hey, guess what I just did? And she (laughs) says, what? And I said, I just got a tattoo. And she goes, really? No shit. Cool. I can't wait to see it. Bye. I mean, that's 
my parents were super casual about that. Yeah, no, I, that's exactly how I imagined she would have. Uh, I feel like if your mom would have been mad, it would have been, oh, I would have gone with you. No fair. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Also, I don't know why, but with the C figure, you'll wait until Hanukkah. I thought that was going to be like Jewish related or Hanukkah related. Like, wait till your cousin spins a dreidel. And I feel like that just kind of threw me off. I was like, yeah. curveball. I was expecting it to go somewhere different. While driving to the football game, your beloved cruise mobile, a 1986 baby blue Camaro, starts making a weird clanking noise. You're most likely to, A, call your mom from the stadium and have her send a tow truck. B, go to the game, then go for pizza with a car full of your friends as planned, praying the thing doesn't conk out on the interstate. The next day, when you still hear the noise, you take your wheels to a local garage. C, Blast the radio to drown out the noise until the clank is so loud it sounds like you're dragging a lawn chair under your car. <laughs> um, B, I would definitely not let it interfere with my social life, but I would eventually get it done. I don't think it's necessary to get it towed the moment you hear a clank. I think that's sensible. Your family is staying the whole week at your grandparents in Florida during Thanksgiving break. Cool. You need to clear all vacation days with your boss at the coffee bar. How do you arrange time off? A. Drop a vacation request in your supervisor's inbox a few weeks before your trip. B, announce your plans to your manager three days before you're due to leave. If she balks, you'll just quit. C, immediately ask around and get someone to swap shifts with you before requesting time off. That way, she's more likely to say yes. I really don't want to answer this, but as teenage Stephanie, <laughs> B was totally accurate. I would put that shit off to the last minute and then get mad if they gave me shit about it. As an adult, I, I have that way better under control, but... Ooh, teenage Stephanie did not have time for that. So you scored 21. You scored in the 19 to 26. You are the Duchess of Delays. I'm guessing somebody put off to the last minute coming up with that name. <laughs> okay. One time you did postpone reading Lord of the Flies so you could spend Sunday afternoon shopping for beaded cardigans at the flea market. And another time you blew off writing a thank you note to Aunt Betty until two weeks after you received your birthday savings bond. Fair enough. As long as you put it off behavior isn't messing up your grades or your social life, you'll be fine. After all, a little procrastination is normal. Just make sure you get things done. How accurate do you feel like that was? You know, haha, teen magazine quiz, that's pretty accurate. I do feel like in some aspects of my life, I'm on top of shit, I get it done. And there are some that I'm just like, meh, I'll get to it. And it gets done before it needs to, but sometimes, sometimes it is down to the wire. All things considered, I would say that's actually pretty accurate. I got another section, just something I uh, wanted to read real quick. A lot of this stuff I'm like laughing at and some of it I'm laughing with. I'm not laughing at this, but it's just, I found this a little, I don't know, I'll just read it and explain. It's a write-in, answer readers' questions, kind of advice column and they're all clearly fake, generic, uh, not actually written in. They're like, I have, I'm 14 and my seven-year-old brother sucks, but my mom likes him, and my best bud and my boyfriend can't stand each other. And then we have a step out of line. I have a stepfather who is getting a little scary. It always seems to happen when my friend Jackie is around. We were going through my clothes when my stepfather came up, grabbed a handful of my underwear, and took a big sniff. At first, we were grossed out, but then we figured he was kidding. About two weeks later, he came up to us and said jokingly, Hey guys, wanna mess around? Then he pushed Jackie out of the way by her butt. Later, when we were on the bus home, he lay down on a seat and looked up Jackie's shorts. 
and he keeps cracking jokes that make us uncomfortable. We don't know how to deal with this. Booker was a little out of character intense. Yikes. It says uh, stepfather, but then it says on the bus. I was just going to ask you about that. I was like, wait, are yeah. we talking stepfather or stepbrother? I mean, they're equally it as creepy. father. Oh, it's creepier if it's the father because it's an authority figure. Like, that's even scarier. You can't go to your parents. I kind of feel like whoever was writing this spaced out. Like, I went back and thought, wait, did I misread stepbrother? And I feel like they did that too. Yeah, yikes. It's also in the middle of literally my boyfriend and my best friend hate each other. And my mom spoils my seven-year-old brother. And I felt like that seemed a little out of place. I cannot tell you how much the response pisses me off. It's pretty long, so I'm not going to read it. And it's all very straightforward, like advice as it should be. But it really annoys me because the primary thing it says is tell your mom and she'll take care of it. But what if she doesn't, you know, and that's what the if thing. she married a pervert? Yeah, right. And that's where I think so this is therapist mandated reporter Stephanie speaking. But unfortunately, I've seen this where there is a step sibling or a step parent doing creepy shit and the mom doesn't have time for that the mom is like no you're just jealous you're just this and it's like go beyond if you're going to give real advice to somebody in that situation it's not going to be tell your mom it's going to be like try to tell your mom first and then if she doesn't respond these are two or three other steps you can take to protect yourself you know yeah plus i mean your mom married him she's a little biased maybe she'll be horrified and say i should have like vetted him more before i married him but she's gonna be a little biased yeah at least she might not be able to afford to live on her own or something like that it's very uh the response is very that's wrong and you shouldn't feel like you're bad for doing that it's his problem tell an adult you trust mine my response would be do you have a baseball bat do you have long nails and a hammer time to protect yourself because clearly your mom won't do it my, uh, my guest column in Seventeen Magazine would be very different from the one they wrote. Moving on. I obviously am not familiar with all these like period product ads, but quick note, this one has uh, three cheerleaders who are cheering and one who's on a bench. And uh, the one saying to the others, you've got your period, don't you? And the sad one on the bench says, FYI, I have my period and a leaky pad to go with it. So leave me alone or I'm going to use your pom-poms as backup. That's not sanitary. Like periods are nothing to be ashamed of. We're not not messing with pom-poms and bodily functions, man. That's not cool. But I like these sections that are like what phrases and things are trendy right now because they're always absurd and things no one ever does. But yes. I like this one, the, the Trendorama yeah. microsection. I saw, uh, it says, everything's coming up roses for flower girls Laura R. and Mandy H. from Prince Edward Island. They've started a way cool friendship chain in which one friend draws a flower on her hand. Then the newly decorated girl draws on another's hand and so on. This is like two pages over from like my stepdad's the pervert and like you need a boyfriend. And that, that's so like little girl cute. Yeah, it is cute. It's, it's It feels random, but it is kind of cute. Then we have a holy code name Batgirl. When Jessica and Stephanie from Waterloo, Ontario start talking about my Batman or my Robin, they're not talking about the caped crusaders. They're yakking out a hottie. Okay, I totally did that. Except we had number codes and my <laughs> crush was 581 and my friend's crush was 23. I don't remember why, but that's that's what it was. And I still remember it. 
I'm guessing one of the Batman movies had recently come out because that seems like a odd reference. Not a lot of comic book references in this magazine. It's just in from Whole Housemates, Heather and Katie in Nova Scotia. Cute guys are cookies. Old guys are cookie crumbs. And young guys are cookie dough. Yummy. Nope. Don't like that. No, women no thank can you. Be creepy. Women can be creepy perverts too, apparently. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> Not that. Not as That's... common, but... All right. The... We're kind of in the back filler winding down. There's a half-assed article about how to help homeless people. Do you want to do a quick section on pick the most preferred guy in America? We have our four finalists. Would you like to tell me who you like? Sure. There's a picture of all of them, but in fairness to the listeners, I'm just going to describe them. First, we have Cornelius Crawford, fucking awesome name, 18 from Jackson, New Jersey. Uh, he looks like the crimson chin from Fairly Odd Parents, if uh, you happen to know that reference. Why he has a killer body. He runs, swims, wrestles, lifts weights, plays football, basketball, and soccer. Whew, high school stand-up. The senior class voted him homecoming king and best dressed. We'll say he's just wearing a yellow t-shirt in the picture. He's a serious student. He's a freshman at Temple University, majoring in film and media art. So you know he's going to have a good career. Had a possible acting career, acting and modeling. Corey Cantrell, age 20, from Montgomery, Alabama. Why, he's a gem of a guy. He's working in a jewelry store. He wants to be a gemologist, and he goes digging for sapphires twice a year. When he's not hunting for hidden treasure, he loves scuba diving and tinkering around with his car. Humble hunk. I wasn't excited when I was first told I was a finalist, because I thought it was a crank call. This is his second time being nominated, by the way. Fun fact. Then we have Mike. Kalish, 24, from Atlanta, Georgia. I'd rather make fun of him, but he's actually pretty beautiful. He looks like a nice guy. Don't let my, don't let me uh, sway your opinion. But why he was a hit at college, he led his basketball team to an NCAA Division II National Championship. I guess that's good. I don't know what that means. In his spare time, he designs and builds sculptures. He recently sold his first piece, his not-so-distant dream, to pay for graduate school psychology by selling his art. So it's fair to say he's not going to graduate school. Don't think you can pay for that by selling sculptures. Nine that times out of ten. expensive. Love 911. His buddies call him for dating advice. And we have Justin Long, 19, from Palmdale, California. Justin Long looks like he lives out of a van because it's just easier than change towns every time people catch on to you. Why girls flip over him. He's sweet, caring, and daring. Living on the edge, he surfs up and down the California coast. He's caught some mammoth waves in Hawaii. Powder passion. In winter, he's a ripping snowboarder. When he slows down, he takes classes at Antelope Valley College and dreams of owning a surf snowboard shop. All right, who do you nominate? I kind of want to go with the scuba diver. I think the other guys are just, I don't know, they sound boring. They're like, I like to surf and play sports. And he's like... I'm going to dig for sapphires. And I'm like, all right, I like I like somebody a little unique, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah, he's got a creeper face, but that might just be me. If he's not a weird mind control creep, then yeah, he's fairly interesting. I'm going to show you his picture. That's him. Oh, yeah. He definitely looks creepy. I think I would have probably picked differently if I had seen the pictures. I'm glad you didn't show me the pictures. Well, it's not all about looks bunch of quotes not from sandra bullock but about sandra bullock which seems odd an article about i know what you did last summer a movie i remember hearing about and i think it's a sexy teen movie where someone gets murdered but i don't pretty much yeah you're right there's ads for books and movies i've never heard of which is fun 
I love the stuff that didn't catch on that just feels like alternate history. Literally an article called The Most Popular Girl. When everybody likes you, is the world really at your feet? According to the article, yes, being popular is worth more than life itself. So I'll just summarize that. So, you know, this magazine has a feature in it that I feel like is absurd. It's basically a like mini yearbook and it's just a mini yearbook of some random high school. And I think that is really odd but it's kind yeah. of fascinating right. and I'm going to go through it and make fun of these children who aren't here to make fun of themselves. After school jobs, little block about after school jobs. Uh, Nicole 16 says, I work at Dairy Queen. We're supposed to pay for all the ice cream we eat, but we sneak it. That was amusing. That feeling, Nicole, going to be your only quote in this magazine. Scandalous. There's Stephanie, age 15, who is a cute, but very normal and just you know, sweet, innocent looking white girl says, uh, I've had braces for two and a half years. The rubber bands and the headgear are the worst. Even my mom makes fun of me. What I thought was a little, again, like, it's a shame that's what you chose to share with the world, but also, uh, how does your mom make fun of you for your teeth? Her teeth were kind of inspired, you know? Uh, that's like, I like to think that her mom, like, makes your mom jokes to her daughter. It's like, your mama needs braces because she has fucked up teeth. <laughs> I think Stephanie's mom needs to think about what she's doing a little bit. We have a block with Ashley, Becca, and Raven. And Raven says she likes having an unusual name. Her mom got it from a character from The Edge of Night, which I've never heard. But then she goes on to talk about how weird her name is. And she has a sister with a weird name named Summer and how she was almost named India. And then we have a picture of four boys uh, who are hitting trash cans with drumsticks, as little boys do. And it says, <laughs> our group is called Clean Sweep. Our instruments are push brooms and garbage cans. We played at another high school's variety show, and the crowd was screaming. We even got a standing ovation, and some girls gave us their phone numbers. These kids are all dorky looking, and they're literally just playing drumsticks on like, just regular like stained with garbage juice garbage cans i have an alternate take on what happened at the other school's variety show the crowd screaming you got a standing ovation and girls gave you their phone numbers i think what happened was the crowd was screaming yes they were probably screaming ah what the fuck that sounds like garbage <laughs> oh wait it is garbage that makes sense i think the standing ovation was it's just easier to leave if you stand up first and i think the girls <laughs> gave you phone numbers because you had trash cans and they said, I'm not going to, I'm going to spend some time by myself here. Throw away my phone number. Thanks. That's kind of creative. I, I'll give them that. But yeah, I wonder if that story was slightly embellished. Jason, who's spelled with an E instead of an O, uh, says, I get all A's in school, but teachers are surprised to see me in honor classes because of the way I dress. It's funny, but you can look back on it and be glad you proved them wrong. I'll give a shout out to Jason. Say, good for you. Fuck them teachers. So good for you. Uh, I'll bet you're running a company nowadays or something. Fuck them teachers who said basketball jersey. Well, I doubt you get good grades. Yeah, Fuck good them. for him. I like and that. Then, but then you have John, 16, who I would have guessed he was nine by the picture. Says, my friends and I are into freestyle biking. We have dirt jumps in this neighborhood that has woods behind it and hope we come home in one piece. I'm going to be in a competition in Chicago. That's very much the thing like a 10 year old would say, you know, like, yeah, that sounds so innocent and childlike. Yeah. You're old enough to drive. All these little ads are, I'm not going to go through all of them, but some of them are priceless. There's how to get a fuller bust without surgery. And then there's like friendship bracelets. 
and they're like right next to each other. There's a poetry, <laughs> there's several poetry contests. I got one more ad game for you. Back yes. cover ad. I'm getting good at these. I'm not though. No, you're not. <laughs> you weren't even close on either of them. That's the whole no. point. <laughs> the page is divided into two pictures. One is a hand holding the product. The other is a police badge, which makes sense in a moment. It says, he who unwraps the blank gets both bars. It's not just safe, it's the law. Is this an ad for a Twix bar? Yes, you got it. Okay, so I'm not completely hopeless. I was going to say, I feel like that's one of those, you'll never get it. And then once you hear, you'll be, how did I not know that? Good job. Final review of this magazine. I'm going to say, everything in it's fake. It's pretty entertaining, but it's very fake. I don't think there was one letter from anyone that, that was real. Not for children. No. This week's magazine reminded me that Blur, the band, existed <laughs> and maybe still exists. I completely, completely forgot about that. And I learned that people were still giving out wood chests to one another in the 90s. There I've also uh, been personally just perusing through some of my Nintendo Power magazines from similar eras. And yeah. they're just as corny and cheeseball, but... Oh my gosh, girls had it so much worse growing up because they're aimed at the same ages and they're just like, you're playing with power. You have a Game Boy. God bless you, sir. We love you. Video games are great. And these are all just like, no, look frailer. Look more aroused. You're 14. There is no mention of girls in Nintendo Power. There's often not a lot to say about video games this month. So they'll spend time on things like the issue. I was looking at an issue from about this time period and there's an article on rollerblading camp so they occasionally would say we got nothing to say and still didn't talk about girls or how you should look there are photos of like justin holding his copy of an nes game and justin is very heavy and is wearing a dirty shirt and his room's a mess and there's no mention of justin could take better care of himself just no you're fine anything's fine just have fun girls had it way tougher 